Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. So why do I talk about suicide when I'm interviewing my, my teenage daughter, you may be asking? Uh, as I said earlier, depression and anxiety, it runs in our family. Uh, it, it, it runs on uh, my side of the family. It runs on, on your mom's side of the family. Uh, my dad committed suicide. Mom's mom uh, committed suicide. And she even left a note behind, by the way. Uh, but So both sides of, of your family uh, deal with mental issues. They deal with anxiety. They deal with depression. And so unfortunately for you and for us, the, the gene pool, uh, it's not been very kind to you uh, because you too, uh, as, as a, a teenager, uh, suffer with anxiety and depression. So before we talk about some things that you battle, let's talk about you for a minute. So you're an A student, right? Do well in school, because so, so, a lot of people that battle depression and anxiety, they, that, that's 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 not um, the case. Yeah, you know, a lot of times they, they they fall to the wayside when it comes to 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 the grades. They don't really care about homework and things like that. But you do. Uh, so you, so you're doing well as far as that goes. Um, you're a Christian, right? You give, you give your life to Christ and uh, you're involved at church. What are some things you're involved with at, at, at where you go to church? Um, I serve in the kids' area every Sunday morning. Serve in the kids' area. Um, and this, well, you're working, you're go, you got a goal to get in something because I know Dalton used you for an example the other night in his sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's it called the the core the core what what's the core all about it's just like uh i guess you could call it a group of just people that are really invested and actually want to spend time involved serving yeah. yeah yeah it's people who are have are ded- have dedicated them lives to Christ and they and they want to get their hands dirty basically they yeah. they're they're looking outside of themselves and getting involved in the, the lives of others that's what um, the core is about there. All right. Uh, we know you're an athlete. I've talked about it in, in other podcasts. Uh, what, you play what? Soccer and, and basketball. Yeah. Um, grew up playing. When we first moved to uh, to Maribel here, you played with what, Blunt United. Well, how old are you? You were pretty young. You were, what, seven seven or eight? Was you seven when we started playing with Blunt United? I guess. And you were playing with 10-year-olds. <laughs> 10 to 12 year olds uh, she was so small but she was like one of the fastest ones on the team even back then and and one of the leading scorers and in, in basketball you know um, you were uh, in sixth grade was playing with varsity with eighth graders um, so you, you, you're, you're very athletic but this anxiety and depression we'll talk about this in just a second but it, it affected your your sports um, and it's also affected your, your, your schooling because uh, I know um, even though you do make good grades, you know, you have texted mom 
on occasions and said, you know, I'm having this attack, this anxiety attack. What what what's that like? It's just like it's so weird. It just feels like I'm not even like in the room almost. Like it just feels like I don't know. I just want to like run and go away <laughs> and not be around anybody. Yeah. It, it just be, it, 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 so it, it it and I, I'm glad you said that because I I want people to to see the um and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this interview with you today is to, to help people try to understand what people who deal with anxiety and depression, um, what they go through. Um, but, I mean, you've literally, you've had panic attacks and, and at school and in and, 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 and basketball games. <laughs> uh, I mean, it just it, it, it's affected you, uh, your life in, in, in many different ways. Um, but uh, you're, you're, you're a very friendly person. You're a lot like me. You're outgoing. You don't, you know, you, you, you make friends really easy. So the reason why I wanted to talk about you before we get into to what you struggle with uh, is, is because um, anxiety and depression is something that you, you, you deal with on a daily basis, but you don't let it overtake your life. You still enjoy life, right? And one of the ways that you do that is a relationship with Jesus of what we were talking about a while ago. And you're going to talk, I think, more about that because of, of something that your counselor uh, shared with you. Um, so we, we mentioned a little bit about this just a few minutes ago, but tell tell the audience some things that, that, that you struggle with. I mean, like, how was it like in basketball? What what? What happened to you in basketball that would freak you out? Um, just I would be so worried I was going to mess up or just the fact that everyone was watching me <laughs> and just stuff like that. And I would worry before games, after games. I would be thinking about like two weeks from now we have a game and it would freak me out and like ruin my day because of that. And so it just kind of ruined my love for it. Yeah, a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. And um, when I was reading about that soccer player who, who had just taken her home life uh, a couple of days ago, that was one of the things that her parents said in the interview that what well, her dad said that that just the pressure from uh, the the trying to be perfect in sports and being what the people expected her uh, to be, um, along with what was going on. Um, with her teammate, it, um, he said, "I guess it just all came to a head." But so, even at, at 14 years old in, in junior high, <laughs> you're feeling this kind of pressure, which is terrible. And, 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 and you know, as parents, we're guilty. We put this a lot of this pressure, especially when it comes to sports, because a lot of parents are reliving their childhood through their kids, and they and they think that their kid is the next Michael Jordan or LeBron James, and and when reality is that I think the percentage is like less than 2% of high school students get a, a, a scholarship for sports and go on to play college sports. And then and the, the percentages even go way down after that, that, that they become professionals. Um, and so uh, it's easy for parents and, and coaches too to, 
to put this pressure on kids. I mean, it, it's a it's a junior high basketball game, but we think it's, you know, the national championship or the World <laughs> Series or, you know, whatever. And so we add, I guess, this pressure to um, what what you had, kind of like what you just uh, said. Um, I remember, um, you know, you, you've had panic attacks. Like I mentioned a while ago, you, 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 you've had lack of focus. You've had to call... Or text, well, you call or text mom to say, you know, come get me from school. And then I just, you know, like you said, I don't, I don't want to be here or whatever. Uh, you've had to go to your guidance counselor. Isn't that what they're called? <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Since I've been in school. <laughs> uh, but you've had to go to your guidance counselor for, for help. Um, we've put you in counseling. We, uh, Mom, uh, the doctors put you on some uh, some medication for the the anxiety. Um, what uh, the counselor? I think this last counselor that that, that we put you in, uh, she told you something that I think that has helped you tremendously. Uh, what can you share with the, uh, everybody? What she told you, and hopefully that they'll hear that and 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 it'll help them as well, like it's helped you. Um, she just talked about perspective and how big perspective is because your mind is so powerful like you were saying earlier and just the way that you look at things is going to completely control your day and your life. Yeah. The perspective and 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 it like I said it, it's just so easy to get turned inward and 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 I want to talk about what I shared with you after after you tell me what your um counselor has said uh, to you about perspective because we we live in, in the foothills right mm -hmm. we we have a mountain if you walk out in our front yard there's a mountain right there and that's all you see is that one mountain um, we can go up to a place called top of the world in which we've been and once you get up to the top of the world or if we climb this mountain it's right here in front of the house once you get up to the top of that mountain you just see mountains forever. Remember, we went up to the top mm -hmm. of the world. It's just mountains, and man, it's just a beautiful sight. But when you're down here in the valley where we're at, and you, you're looking at that mountain, and that's all you can see. You can't see all those mountains that are beyond that, and all the beauty of the streams and the birds and the, the, the trees that are going to be blooming here pretty soon. You you can't see all that beauty. You just see this rock, and 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 it's depressing. And so. Um, so what we have to do is start climbing the mountain one step at a time and and and, and one day at a time there, there was a song of course you're never going to remember this because you, you you wouldn't even have thought in, in anybody's mind but uh there was a, a a song called one day at a time sweet jesus that's all i'm asking from you and, and, and that's what the song was about, just taking life one day at a time because, man, life is hard, isn't it? Even for a teenager, uh, especially with social social media and um, I think Snapchat uh, is one of the worst. Yeah, I'm constantly saying I wish I lived in the 80s because cell phones weren't even a thing. Yeah, 80s rocked. I know. <laughs> I've been watching, like, all these horror movies from the 80s. It's making me, like, obsessed. Yeah, 80s. 80s, 80s ruled. That was a good old days for me. Music was better. The music day. was awesome. The music was great. These people today don't even, most of these musicians don't even play music. They just, they, they sing the same lyrics and they got a they little scream. beat going. 
so it's so your your uh, uh, counselor told you to change your perspective in the way you look at things, and and um, and that that's that's some really great advice. And 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 again, that's basically what I was talking about earlier before break was you have to get outside of yourself. You got to change your perspective, and and that's exactly what. Uh, people did uh, even in the Bible there there were um, did you know there's people in the Bible that suffer I think me and you've had this conversation a little bit before but there's people in, in the throughout the Bible Old Testament and New Testament uh, that, that suffered with anxiety and depression uh, David uh, the king of Israel you know he wrote a lot of the Psalms and and when you read the Psalms that he wrote it's it's easy to see how he struggled uh, with anxiety and depression. In, in Psalm 42, 11, he says, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So you can see right there, just from that one verse, that he changed his perspective. Mm-hmm. He he has, and he had, you know, he had, he had sinned with Bathsheba. He had Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, killed. He put him on the front line, so he knew he would get killed in the battle. So he murdered him. Um, but yet God called David the apple of his eye. And, and uh, David was the man in Israel. He was the man. And, and people were looking for the Messiah who was going to sit on the throne of David. Um, but David, in all the, the struggles that he had, uh, he, he had his own, his own kids turned against him uh, and things like that. He had a lot of, 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 of life challenges, if you will. And, and, and when he was turned inward, he... he changed his perspective and he put his focus on God and that's what your counselor suggested that you do and it's, and it's helped and we suggest that for our, uh, our listeners but uh, Elijah Elijah the prophet in the Old Testament he uh, was on this mountain called Mount Carmel and he had challenged the prophets of Baal Baal were they were the worshippers of these false gods and uh, they made this big old sacrifice, and 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 they were calling down uh, fire from heaven or something from their false gods to 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 burn the sacrifice, and, and it would never never happen. And Elijah's mocking them; he's making fun of them; he's laughing at them, and he tells them to pour water all over the sacrifice, and then he prays to God, and 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 he asks God to 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 take care of the sacrifice, and God literally like sends down lightning or something, and 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 burns this this sacrifice immediately and and the sacrifice is gone the water dries up i mean the rock that this sacrifice is on is bone dry and they just poured all this water all over it and and so it 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 showed these prophets of baal who the real one true god was and then then they take off running and then the people of israel start killing them and so what happens is this uh, King Ahab had a wife named Jezebel. She was very wicked, very, very wicked. And Jezebel threatened Elijah and said, you're going to be just like my prophets. You're going to die. We're coming to get you. And so he says in 1 Kings 19.4, he says, I've had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. Get me out of here. I am not better than my ancestors. And he was depressed. He was full of anxiety. And, and 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 matter of fact, he even said, uh, "I'm the only one left. I'm tired of dealing with this." 
And, and, and God says, you don't know what you're talking about, dude. I got 7,000 more people just like you. So get out of yourself and get on with it. You know, change your perspective. Um, there's a guy by uh, the name of Job, J-O-B, like Job, but his name is actually Job. Uh, he loved God. He served God with all that he had in the Old Testament. He lost everything that he had because God allowed Satan, because Satan had visited heaven one day and was talking to God, having this conversation. And God asked him, he says, what are you doing? He says, I'm just walking around to and fro on the earth, you know, uh, wreaking havoc, basically. And uh, and so he, God says, well, if you consider my servant Job, and the devil says, I can't touch Job. you got a hedge of protection around him. He said, if you remove that protection from Job, I'll get him to deny you. And God says, okay, you, you try it. And so Job lost everything. He lost his kids. He, he lost uh, his cattle. He's very rich. Lost. I mean, he lost everything. Then he had this sickness where he had these um, um, blisters that come up all over his body. And he would take his broken pottery and just scrape these boils that was all over his body. It was just nasty. You know, and it had that pus. It was just gross. It had to sting. It was just nasty. So he's sitting there by himself. His wife is in his face telling him to curse God and die. His friends are coming to him and saying, what have you done that God would punish you like this? Well, he hadn't done anything. It was it was Satan that was attacking Job, trying to get him to, to, to deny God. And so in his sufferings he that he had nothing to do with, he was faithful to God. Right, but in his sufferings that Satan was putting on him, he he never denied God, but he struggled with anxiety and depression during that time. Job three eleven, he says, "Why wasn't I born dead?" That's depressing. Why wasn't I born dead? Why didn't I die as I came from the womb? I wouldn't be having to go through all this stuff. Job three twenty six, I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest. Only trouble comes. Well, there's all kinds of people today that feel that way. It's just trouble after trouble after trouble after trouble. I'm tired of this. Uh, Job 10.1, I am disgusted with my life. Let me complain freely. My, look at this, my bitter soul must complain. I mean, there's a lot of people who think, uh, matter of fact, I was in a store the other day, and uh, a guy walked past me talking to his friend while I was uh, stocking my shelf, and he said, he said these very words. He said, he was on the phone with somebody, but he was walking with a friend. He said, God absolutely effing hates me. And that, that's what he genuinely felt because evidently he was going on, dealing with something in his life. And, and, and see, what happens is if we're not careful, we can we will allow bitterness to set in. And, and then that, that, that's not good. That's where that anger comes from if we don't deal with it properly. But Job was one uh, who suffered from uh, depression. Jeremiah the prophet was known as the weeping prophet. This guy preached his whole life and never had one convert. <laughs> uh, he suffered from constant rejection by the people that, uh, of Israel. They didn't listen to him. They rejected him. Uh, God had forbidden him to marry or have children, so he lived alone. He ministered alone. He was poor. He was ridiculed. He was rejected by his own people, and uh, and in the, over in the New Testament, surprisingly enough, uh, think about Jesus. Jesus himself dealt with anxiety, because Isaiah Isaiah fifty three three says that he was a man of sorrows, which is a, it's a great song by the way, man of sorrows. But he he was acquainted with grief. Um, 
in Mark 14, 34 through 36, it's, uh, Jesus said, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch. This is when they're in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he went out a little, it's right before the cross. I mean, he's about to be betrayed, right, by, by Judas. And he's about to go through this horrible torture and then die. But uh, he says, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch. And he went a little beyond them, and he fell to the ground and began to pray that if it were possible that the hour might pass by him. And he was saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Talking about the cup of suffering. Yet not what I will, but what you will. And then the Bible says that his anguish was so great in Luke twenty-two forty-four that his sweat became drops of blood. That's, that's the kind of anxiety that he was dealing with there in the garden. So when Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30, he says, Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That's that peace that Paul was talking about in Philippians. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus means what he says because he knows what we're dealing with. He was human. He dealt with, with stuff like this. He went through anxiety. Uh, and, and so he knows. And he's saying, give it to me. Whatever you're dealing with, talk to me. Come to me. Get outside of yourself and come to me. And I will help you so like 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 you said it's all about perspective you change your perspective um when i was going through some really hard times some dark times in my life i had people tell me just just give it to god does anybody ever told you that mm-hmm. just give it to what how did how did that make you feel when they like, said okay. it? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you how it made me feel i really i literally wanted to punch their lights out <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, you don't understand what I'm going through. You, you never been through in your life. You know, I just want to knock them out. Give it to God. But but you know what? And, and the reality is they're right. You know, it, Jesus says, and Paul, just, we just read what Paul said. We just read what Jesus says. And both of them are saying, give it to God. Give it to God. Pray about it and thank God for what you know the blessings that he's given you. Because it, it, it lightens our load and 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 it comforts us it gives us peace to know that that jesus has been there and he is with us and he's helping us to endure day by day by day if if we let him so what advice would you give to young people or even adults people that have a similar struggle as you do with anxiety and and depression what what advice would you give to people well first thing i've had this in my head for like five minutes try not to forget it because um, <laughs> i'm rambling on <laughs> um when you think about all the pain and hurt you're feeling that's all you're gonna feel but when you put your focus on stuff that matters and yeah. that stuff that's gonna help you you're gonna feel hope yes but when you're just focusing on your pain that's all you're gonna feel so yeah. put your focus on something that matters like the bible that's another thing my counselor told me. She said, memorize little verses because you can think about those when you're going through hard times and you can, like, push the bad stuff out of your head with it. Yeah. Um, I saw, Which goes back to what Paul was saying, think on these yeah. things. Yeah. I saw someone told me, um, um, they said something like, 
your mind sways towards what you think about most. So stop thinking about your pain and everything more than you think about God because God's what's going to help you, not your thinking about your pain. Yeah, because then, if you think about that, if, when you put your if you're putting your pain before God, it actually becomes an idol. Yeah. And God says you should, you're not to have any idols before Him. So he, He's put to be first. And if we're only thinking about our pain, our pain becomes that mountain. It, it becomes first. Mm-hmm. So put God first, and it helps. Good another, advice. Another thing, um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, I had a friend this week. I think it was yesterday, actually. She said she has anxiety like me, and we talk about it sometimes, and she said something about having a vape. And I said, why do you do that? And she was like, well, it helps me with my anxiety. But that's such a temporary fix. That's not going to fulfill you in any way, maybe for like an hour at most, 30 minutes. It's not, this is, God is the only permanent fix. So why are you going to do little things like that that are just going to hurt you more later? Because... I know it would hurt me more to feel a little bit of okay after, like, the pain going away for, like, 30 minutes and then it just coming back again. Like, that's just going to hurt me more. So put your – seek help in something that's going to per- permanently help you than something like that that's going to temporarily help you. Yeah, so that's good advice because uh, she's a teenager, which is good that you have accountability with each other so you can help each other. That That's that's real good advice for people is to get an accountability partner that you can share your emotions with, that you can share what you're going through with, um, and with Jesus being a part of that equation so you have help. Um, she turned to a vape. A lot of people turn to drugs, uh, alcohol. I mean, I turned to alcohol when, when I was going through an absolute, the absolute darkest time of my life, um, dealing with with um, a certain situation that happened, and while I was having back surgeries at the same time, so I was on pain pills, taking ten to fifteen pain pills a day, and and drinking alcohol. I'm surprised I'm still alive, actually, and that's what my doctor even said. Um, that he says I'm surprised that I still have a liver. But, uh, 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 and I'm surprised I didn't have overdose, but, uh, she turned to a vape, but a lot of people who are listening, who are going through dark times, they turn to drugs and they turn to alcohol and they turn to sex and things like that. And, and like you said, that stuff is temporary because the, the, uh, the high from the drugs, it, it, it comes down and it goes away. And then you're left with headaches and stomach aches and all that kind of stuff. The, the, uh, buzz from the alcohol it only lasts for so long, and then, in, in depending on how much you drink or whatever, or how it affects you in certain ways, people, uh, you know, are puking their guts out the next day. They they feel like crap, and and they're hungover, what they call a hangover. Um, but you don't get that stuff with, with with God, and and God is the perm, like you said, He's the permanent fix. He is the He's the one who can help us to in, endure, and that's what. Um, this podcast is all about uh, help to endure, keeping our eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 is the base verses for the Grounded Podcast, and it's talking about keeping our eyes on Jesus. Why? Because he endured the cross for us. He, he was thinking of us. And so if we uh, can get outside of ourselves and, and, and help other people, because that's what Jesus did, and 
um, and and really seek Him, like you said, uh, and change our perspectives. Change our perspective. Um, that is some uh, great ways that we can uh, deal with anxiety and depression. Anything you want to add, uh, or anything you want to say? Yeah, and He's also the only permanent fix. The only, and yeah. Suicide's not because it. Like you said earlier, it hurts other people. And um, should I keep going? Or? Yeah, you can tell what you want okay. to say. Um, another thing that I've heard is, you know, you hear, have faith in God. Like, just put your faith in God. It'll all be okay. And you can hear that a million times, but never actually take it in. And for in the past year, few months even, I've really taking it in like I heard it and it just kind of one ear out the other but have actual faith in God don't just be like yeah I believe you I know you're gonna get me through this like actually lean on him and be because for me I had faith in God but like if something would go wrong in my life I would completely flip flip out panic attacks all that stuff but when I learned to be okay because when things went wrong because I still had God I panic attacks began to become less frequent because I was leaning on him and not other things. And I heard something at church one time. They said, do the thing that requires more faith, and that will help your faith grow. And that really helped me because it, with basketball especially, I was so afraid to play. I had to sit out. I had to, at the near the end of the season, I had to sit out of games because I was so afraid to play. And my coach was really understanding but I had to make myself play so that I could grow in that faith. And when I heard that, it really just pushed me. Another thing is discipline. Don't, um, I heard this at church too, don't make church an option. Like make it a priority. Don't make God an option because when you do that, it's just not, that's not gonna help you. Because I used to, I definitely used to make church an option. If I wasn't, if I was tired, I wouldn't wanna go. Right. If I wasn't, you know. So don't make it an option. Um, make it a part of your life. Yeah. And uh, don't compare yourself to other people because, again, that's not going to lead you anywhere. And we're all sinners. Not one of us is more or less of a sinner. And God's not going to, you know. But um, no, that's all, uh, that's something a lot of people do. We just look at other people and say, man, I, don't, I yeah. wish I, they got it made. Mm-hmm. But what they don't see is the, the they just see the good parts of those people. They don't see the struggles that they have yeah. behind closed doors. I mean, we all have them. Or people think they're better than others. Yeah. But what's that Bible verse? It's like, look at the plank in your own eye. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, deal with that plank in your own eye instead of trying to pull that... Yeah. Uh, or that little uh, little splinter. You're trying to pull the splinter out of somebody else's eye, but deal with that huge log that yeah. is sticking way out of your eye. And... um. When I got really close to God, I would get upset with myself because I would, I wasn't perfect like He was, and I would get upset when I did something wrong. And yeah, that's okay, and you're supposed and you're supposed to know that you're doing something wrong, but don't dwell on that because Jesus died because we cannot be perfect, like we physically can't. Yeah, and, and that's, that's why okay. He yeah came down and died for us. Yeah, that, and and that uh, when when you say that, I'm thinking about when you're playing, going back to your basketball reference because you. I say, what is wrong with you? And you say, I feel like I'm I'm gonna mess up. What if I mess up? And I said, what if you do? <laughs> What's the, who cares? Shoot the because we was like shoot the ball because you got to a point where you would oh never shoot the ball, 
and you're one of the top scorers, and, and you get all these steals, and, and you're fat, one of the fastest players on the team, but you would just shut down. And I'm like, shoot the ball. And your mom would be like, shoot the ball. Your coach is like, shoot the ball. You just would not shoot the ball. <laughs> and I'm like, what is your deal? Why are you not shooting the ball? And you said, because I'm afraid I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess up. And I said, you are going to mess up. It, who cares? It's not the end of the world, you know. But it, you at least try. But but in your mind, it, 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 it was a hurdle that you couldn't – couldn't get past it, but it, but it came from that anxiety. So go, go so, ahead. Have grace for yourself. And um, yeah. another thing which I really struggle with, don't isolate yourself because when I got really bad was when COVID happened, you know, like a lot of other people. And it gave me the perfect opportunity to just completely go in a shell. And ever since then I've been really bad about anxiety and stuff and I just want to shut down and not talk to anybody else like just through everything and don't do that because that's not going to get you anywhere that's just going to make you worse and that's not going to help you in any way yeah that's what that's what Satan wants us to do is get yeah. isolated because when we're isolated we're we're vulnerable to attack I mean I don't watch the Animal Planet, but I've seen enough of the Animal Planet to know that that's what the enemy does when they 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 try to get one of the uh, animals from the herd because when they're in the herd, when they're with others, they're they're protected, they're they're um, they they have strength in others. But if they can get that one animal alone, uh, they can attack it and kill it and have some food. And that's what Satan does. That's what the enemy does. He wants to get us isolated. Mm-hmm. And we get alone, and then next thing you know, like I mentioned earlier, that's all we do is focus on what's going on in our lives, and we turn to that vape, or we turn to the drugs, or we turn to the alcohol, and, and, and the pit gets deeper and deeper and deeper, and, and next thing you know, we're just stuck there, and we, and we have this hard time of getting out. Um, I think Sadie Robertson, I heard her say, just or, um, it might not feel natural, but it's biblical. Like, isolating would feel natural, but... You know, that's not biblical to isolate yourself when things get hard. Or um, mm-hmm. turning to a vape or drugs is might feel natural, but it's not biblical. So don't just do something because it feels natural or it feels it's the easy way out. Don't do that. Yeah, this makes me feel good. <laughs> and then, but Jesus will make you feel better. So exactly. Don't do that. So, um, and it's not temporary. It's, yeah. e- it's eternal. And... Um, and just because drugs and stuff is the easy way out does not mean it's the better way because it's it can get hard to follow God and to give that stuff up, but it's so much better in the end, and it's, like we said, a permanent fix. So, um, And then take care of yourself so that you can love and take care of others. Don't put yourself first because that's not good, but don't just completely like forget about taking care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself in your own mind, then you're not going to be able to love others. Yeah. Um, as as we we come, that's some really good advice, and I think if people would take heed to that, the things that you suggested here, that I think that they're going to find a way out of their anxiety and depression, and they're going to change their perspective, and and hopefully, there's a verse that said that, that God says, "Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you." In other words, you take the first step. You start climbing that mountain, and I'm going to meet you at the mountain. I'm going. I'm going to draw near to you. That's the promise that He gives us. So, as we wrap up uh, your interview that, that you've done well with, um, 
What are some of your uh, future plans that you got coming up? Um, church camp. And I've never been to a church camp, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. I want to go on a mission trip really bad. <laughs> yeah. She wants to go to uh, Africa with her church. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, can we start with something local uh, first? Uh, I just think it would be life-changing. It is life-changing. I went to Mexico in 1994. Plus, I like to do just big things like that where you could just go crazy. Yeah. It is life changing, especially when you when you, you go to these third world countries and 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 see the poverty and see people that have greater needs than than your own needs, and you're helping them. That's what this is all about. Um. So I want to say this one more time before we wrap up the podcast: that if you are if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with uh, depression, I'm, we want to pray for you, first of all, and we want to be here for you to let you know that you are not alone. And you can contact us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com, and we will respond to your emails. Uh, we will help you find a counselor in your area, if that's the route that you want to take, um, that will help you with whatever you're dealing with. I mean, life is hard. Life is very difficult at times, but it's also good at times. Um, and... I want to give the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline one more time before we go. And that and that number is 1-800-273-8255. And as we wrap up, I just want to say a prayer for those who, like us, we struggle with anxiety and depression. And and like I said, if, if, um, if you're considering suicide, please, please, please get help. Let's pray. Father, thank you. For the example you've given us in Christ, uh, that he has put on flesh and lived as a man and was tempted as we're tempted. And he's faced trials uh, similar to the trials that we faced. And, and But through it all, he was uh, thinking of others. I mean, he left heaven. He was by your side in a place of perfection in perfect union with you. And he humbled himself, as Paul said in Philippians 2, and he put on flesh. He came to the earth and lived as a man. He gave all that up. Why? For us. And and he says, greater love has no man than this, that he lays down his life for his friends. And he said, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. And and, and we're so thankful for your word as as, as uh, we mentioned earlier that we can go to that it, that it, that show us and help us get through life and that it is our God that the Holy Spirit works in and through and and teaches us and guides us on a daily basis and we know that we're not alone because you are with us and we're so thankful for that and Father I just pray for those who struggle with anxiety and depression those who are thinking about committing suicide Father that uh, that they would change their perspective, that they would change the way they think, and, and that you would help them with that. And Lord, that you would help them endure whatever they're going through, that you would give them your peace. As Paul says, a peace that is greater than anything that we could imagine, and that you would help them to walk on a daily basis with you. And when the enemy comes, Lord, we pray for a hedge protection around them and that you would keep them safe and 
and that they would continue to hold on to your hand and you would continue to guide them. Thank you again for your love, your grace, and your mercy, your compassion. Thank you for uh, choosing us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for filling us with your spirit. And thank you for never abandoning us, that you are always with us, even until the end, Jesus said. Thank you that we have that hope in Christ. And I pray, Father, for those who do not know you as Lord and Savior, that they would give their lives to you today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And I pray that they would turn to you and that you would just show yourself to be real in their lives and help them to overcome. Because you are an overcomer, because we are not victims, but we are the victors in Christ Jesus. Thank you for that. Thank you for hope. Thank you for the greatest example of love that anybody's ever shown. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Grounded Podcast today. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grounded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.